0: man, well, I got really uncomfortable up here Uh, when we were praising. The enemy was trying to make me feel inadequate and a liar and um, not pure, uh, not capable of getting up here and leading what I'm called to do, which is this thing because of the way I lived a uh, little bitty, I mean, it was one decision throughout the week I made that was, I'll call it what it is. In my life, it was sinful. <clears throat> I, I have some stuff going on at my work that engages my pride and my ego, and I, I approached knowing, approached a situation knowing that I would be baited, sensing in, my Holy, in my, the Holy Spirit in my heart that, in preparation for that and lifted it up and prayed for it and I walked right into it and just snapped right into it and got sinful. I mean like that. And I came out of there. So let me back up a minute. Tuesday or Wednesday when I had my meeting with, on the phone with Sadie, So I had a call with a group of people on Tuesday. So I think I mentioned to you guys that two or three weeks ago, I woke up in the middle of the night and had some things pressed upon my spirit about my life concerning a group of people I'm involved with. And um, really had, I felt like a word given to me. And I jotted it all down. I was up all night over it. And I really felt like incredibly encouraged by this this, it was not a sermon, but a, a word that I was given. And I, it like got laid down in my notes at like 3 in the morning. And it just, like everything was organized perfectly. And I was like, this is incredible. And I felt really like powerfully encouraged by it. And I shared it with the group that it pertains to on Wednesday on a phone call. Coming away from there like super encouraged by this thing. And one of them, one of the pieces of that was that we cannot have holes in our hedges. That's the way it came to me. Holes in our hedges. So, and what that's referring to is God says in the Word in the, that He builds a hedge of protection around us, right? Like there's a hedge of protection, and we should not be fearful in anywhere or anything life would take us into. We should not be fearful because we have a hedge of protection. That was part of, and so the stuff I was reading, it started telling me that I, you have to be certain that you don't have holes in your hedges. And I'm like, well, oh gosh, what's that mean? Because I probably got them. <laughs> right? I hate when I read something like that that would indicate, all right, you ain't got it figured out. Because it immediately tells me, I don't think I got this figured out. So it goes on to say, it goes on to talk about the sin in our life. Now, we're comfortable and intimate enough together to not be afraid to talk about the sin in our life. It's important that we do that, right? Together, that we at least have the, have, that we don't omit that. Like, we're never going to meet together to be a feel-good group. Like, we're going to talk about the real stuff, right? Because we know ultimately, by transparency, that's how we feel good anyway, right? Like, we know that feel good is not really feel good. Feel good is breaking through and being transparent and allowing God to know the condition of your heart. That's feel good. So I I reiterate this thing that was given to me. My nose is itching. That was given to me. You want to know why? Because I had a hair hanging out of it, <laughs> and I'm, I'm on the way here because I don't. I get self conscious about that, and I'm trying to get it out. And you know how hard bad that hurts. Anyone ever pulling nose hair? It it's not fun. So I'm pulling this nose hair. Hang on, stay with me. And I don't get it, and then I'm trying to get a hold of it. You know, just trying to feel that I've got a hold up. And Tish goes, I th-, you know, she's, <laughs> no, she's like, I think you got it. And, like jerks my hand down. And I just had squeezed down on it. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm sorry. I should not have done that because it broke my, where I was at. So the hole in our hedges. So I present this to the group, and it's really like settling in on us. And everyone, we're excited about it. We're talking through it. Uh, And the hole in our hedges thing is about the sin in our life. And we want to be transparent about that, especially with the Lord. I'm not saying you got to come in here and blurt it out. I would never want you to do that unless you were just really compelled to do that. This is a very intimate thing with you. And one like most of the programs some of us attend say, it's between you, God, and another person. Generally speaking, it is helpful sometimes to the community to hear from things like I did not long ago. Um, However, the hole in our hedges, it started talking about the sin that we're allowing in our life. And it went on to talk about, so it talks about an anointing. That you literally can receive an anointing or you should be. This is where we should be living you should be receiving an anointing from God through the Holy Spirit, and then that, then, then that works through you. And if you have, and I'm in no way, shape, or form getting ready to say to you that if you have some sin active in your life, you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I am, you did not hear me say that, because that is not what I'm saying. What I am saying, and what I'm believing in my own personal life, not pressing it on you, You take what you want and leave the rest. Whatever settles on you, settles on you. But what I am saying is, if I have holes in my hedges, I'm probably going to get wounded. I'm probably at some point leaving myself open to not receive the fullness of what God has for me. So the way I think about that, and again, this is not a legalistic or a rule-keeping sermon. This is about the freedom to get energized by the Holy Spirit and live differently. To be born again. To be able to be willing to run. When I get confronted with those things that tempt me, and I'm getting ready to fall into them, whatever you plug in, what it is in your life, if it's ego-driven, sinful, or prideful, arrogance, uh, whatever it is, fleshly, coveting, lust, whatever those things are that come into you and, you know, grab you and like make you hot, you know, like, oh, I'm getting ready, oh, a decision's coming on me. And whatever that is, when you sense that, that's a gift, right, to sense that, hey, I'm being tempted in my flesh, whenever that comes upon you, you have the freedom to run you should run away from that which is tempting us. And whatever that means, literally, literally running away, running out of a situation, or spiritually running away. So I present this to this group on Wednesday. and come away from it really feel, feeling like in a leadership role that these five points I've made, I'm going to lead the group out of this. Right? That's what I'm sensing. And I drive right over to my office and freaking fall right into it. Right into it. Like I walked right into it. And I come out of there like, why did you do that? Why would you do that? You just came away from a group meeting literally encouraged and fired up about what we talked about and I'll tell you what I've figured out. I did it because I went over there in my own power. I went over there not covered in prayer. I went into a, situa- a place that I know situations exist, that I know draw me into sinful behavior, my pride and ego, and I went over those over there uncovered. I went over there because I have went over there multiple times, hundreds of thousands of times now, And I went in there uncovered, and it was like a seemingly unimportant decision. We've talked about that a lot. I'd get out of my truck. I'm not thinking about spiritual things at all. I'm thinking about the meeting I'm getting ready to walk into and how I can be an influence in the meeting. And I don't even invite the Holy Spirit into the meeting with me. Duh. You are going to fall short. You are going to fall short you're not going to get through it you're not going to live supernatural the spiritual battle that exists in your life you are going to lose that battle if you go alone does anyone want to argue with me about that (laughs) you ain't winning You are not going to win that battle. Period. So here's where it tries to take me. This is really weird. I really feel so, like, blessed that God can orchestrate things in my mind in the way that He does for this group. Because this is is nothing in my notes. And it is incredible how He's dialing us in. There's somebody or somebody's in this room that this is going to be so important to this week, including myself. And so th- here's what happens to me. So I go in there and I make that decision and I know immediately like I check out of the meeting, right? And spiritually and mentally speaking. Like I'm just I, I get removed from the meeting and I go into this battlefield of see. You are not saved. You are not who you say you are. You do not have the Holy Spirit. I go into this battle in my mind and I start fighting and tug of war starts between Jesus and the devil for my life. And ultimately where it gets to me and what I'm sensing today, and it's funny because I kind of, I try to tish laughs a little bit at me. I'm kind of funny in the mornings. I wake up a lot of times with like a praise song I'm singing in my sleep, and I'll wake up singing it. But more than that, I wake up and say "Activate," and then (laughs) you guys know, do you guys remember Wonder Twin Powers? (laughs) That's what I do. Activate, (laughs) and up I jump. You know, it's quite a scene in my boxers. I spring up. I'll have her video it one day. Uh, But today, I was given this. Because here's where the enemy tries to trip me up. So I've made this bad decision. Now, we know there's a process in order to manage the bad decision, right? And the process is to give it repenting, have a broken heart over it. And I believe we all do. it. Believe me, I was brokenhearted. Like, I didn't, I wasn't like, oh, I'm sorry, Jesus, I know you from... I know you died for that. That's not how I approached it. When I made, when I, when I made the sin, I immediately got like sweaty. I was, you know, I was like so broken hearted that I, he was sitting right there in the meeting with me and he's like, Dad gummit Todd. You were just walking on water dude. And you're sinking. But what's he do? He's, you know, he's pulling me up again. And he pulls me up and he goes, it's all right. And like, it's especially alright if you're broken hearted. Because we know that God honors a contrite and broken heart. He will never turn away from that. So, uh, so we know how to deal with that. We repent. We take it to Him in a state of prayer. And I always encourage you to get on your knees in a situation like this. It's very humbling. God promotes the humble. But He discards the proud he's very interested in us coming before him with a humble heart and so I always try to get on my knees in a confessional type situation so once and then we're right right the cross the mercy and grace of the cross cover that so where the enemy tries to take me and I don't know how to fully explain it so I'll just say it and maybe it'll make sense it's not so much that then the enemy tries to get me out there physically committing a bunch of physical sin. It's not really how it happens to me. What really happens to me is I want to become depressed. I want to get self-loathing. I want to make all my thoughts about me. I, want, I start counting myself down, so to speak. I start thinking I don't do a good job at work oh, they're going to find out about me. I start thinking really negatively about myself, right? When we know, for the most part, most of those things are in our past and their lives, right? So even today, driving here, that's what got me bothered in worship time was the enemy said, dude, you are not qualified. You're worse than most of them sitting out there. But see, God says something very different. So... Here's the point I'm trying to finish with. I, this is what I woke up. I, this is what I woke up with. I want to make sure I say it right, because this I. This just. I don't know why I was thinking of an airplane. And so I'm thinking of this airplane, and it's and my saying is I don't know where I got this. No matter your altitude, it's your attitude that matters. So no matter your altitude, so I'm thinking of an airplane flying, I don't know nothing about airplanes, but I do know this. No matter whether you're 10,000 feet, 20,000 feet, 30, whatever the planes fly at, it does not matter how high you're flying, right? What matters to an airplane is the attitude of the plane. So in an air, I know this much, this is what came to me. The attitude of an airplane is whether it's nose up or nose down, tail down or tail up, right? So it's the attitude like on an axis, whether it's level up or down. So no matter your altitude, you could be flying high or you could be barely getting over the trees, like the bottom of the branches are hitting your plane, you know, like, oh man, I'm down, <laughs> right? We know, we know that Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit want to elevate us. We know that they want us soaring on wings like eagles. We're going to run and never grow weary. We're going to finish the race. We know all that's scriptural. Absolutely, 100%. It's our job to hold the attitude, no matter the altitude. This is awesome. If I'm flying and my attitude is nose down, so obviously, spiritually, mentally speaking, if I'm walking around, kicking myself around, beating myself up and throwing myself in the curb in the gutter, and I'm beating down on myself, oh, it's never going to work out. It's all wrong. Why'd they do that to me? And I'm walking around because that's what I do. They don't just, I don't matter. And all those things, or I'm out there running around in this fleshly, like, hurricane, and I'm flesh, 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 I'm pulling stuff into my life, trying to make myself feel better. If any of that's going on, that's a nose-down attitude. So I'll tie it in with the hedge, the hole in my hedges. If I'm nose-down, and there's holes in my hedges, there are going to be consequences. Is it not everyone believe this? There are consequences to this. If I'm flying with an attitude of nose down, and I'm trailing down, you are going to crash. So, no matter what's going on, let's say my altitude's really low, and I'm clipping the tops of the earth, and like, I'm not sure. I've gotten myself in such a place that I'm not sure if I'm even going to be able to clear the next big tree coming. I'm seeing it up and it looks, I'm like to Tish, I'm like, that looks like it's higher than us. You know, like, but I'm still flying at it. But if I'm like a faithful attitude and I'm looking up and I'm surrendering to the best of my ability, not perfectly, but to the best of my ability, I'm transparent and I'm like, Jesus, help me through this. And my attitude is looking up and I nose up and I know faithfully To the best of my ability, I'm believing he has much for me. He has abundance for me. He has a full life, not struggling and scrapping and barely making it. He has a full life physically, mentally, and spiritually for me. And my attitude is nose up. He is bringing that to me no matter where I'm at, no matter whether I put myself there or life put me there. He is definitely going to fulfill my life. And I'm nose up. I'm climbing, right? It's hard to climb. I've never flown a plane, but I've seen a lot of movies. When, when, you, when And by the way, you can always pull up. Pull up! <laughs> you know how hard it is? I know you do, and you know I'm not speaking about an airplane. I'm talking about your life. You know how hard it is to pull out of a nosedive, but you can pull out, and with the Holy Spirit, you absolutely... We'll do this, wham, like it'll ramp you right up into the right attitude. And if your attitude's right, your altitude will soar, no matter really where it's at. I'm not talking about we get mansions and Benjamins and cars and some of that's real. But I'm talking about no matter where we're at, if our attitude's right, the altitude is awesome. The altitude is exactly where God meant for us to fly. And we don't crash into nothing. Man, I love that. Let me make sure that's all I got. And then we'll stop. I said, be grateful and faithful with oh, and it will overcome great obstacles. Let me give you some scripture because I never want to not do that. And So this was scripture I had written down. And it wasn't relating, but it relates, I think. So it's First Peter, way back in the back of the Bible. This is Peter, and you guys remember who Peter is. He was Jesus' best buddy, that, and, he, and he denies Jesus. Jesus and him make it right, right? Oh, my gosh. So he denies Jesus. Jesus goes to the cross. He is distraught over the sinful. You know it was sinful for him to deny Jesus. I mean, this was his best friend. He was, they were like this, and he said, and they said, Hey, didn't you travel around with him? He said, I don't even know that cat. That's a very sinful thing. What did it do to Peter? We know what it did to Peter. He went like this. And he walked away from the incredible life Jesus gave him. And he walks away from it. And what does he do? He returns to his old life. What does Jesus do? He's not going to have that, right? Jesus is never going to leave you alone. I know. He is never going to leave you alone in your life. If you know Him as personal Savior and you go back to your old way, believe me, it's going to be hell. Because love is going to come calling. Love is going to come calling and He's not going to stop. He's not going to stop just like he did with Peter and they made it right. Because that's what Jesus does. He comes to make it right. He comes to say, I don't care what you did to me or anyone else. I'm here to make it right. So he makes it right. So here's what Peter writes long after that. He said, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God... And at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. And remember that believers all around the world are dealing with the same thing you're dealing with. So let's leave here today in closing. We're, out, we're at the right altitude. God's got us. We're right even if it's poor choices we've made and we're clipping the tops of trees this morning. I'm talking about this minute. You're at the exact right altitude. You're at the exact right. You're supposed to be there. We're going to, our job is to take our attitude and match it to our faith. We're going to go nose up because we know our faith says we're supposed to climb. We're not supposed to crash into nothing. So if that's true, we're going to faithfully, gratefully take our attitude and we're going to pull on the flap, hit a couple flap buttons. We're going to flip up some flaps. Like, almost like, Almost like we're wheelieing. We're doing a wheelie. <laughs> Why? Because we're going to turn it up. And we're going to wheelie right into the altitude which he would have you to be. Lord, we thank you for that. We pray that we leave here. I know this is heavy on some of us. Maybe not the rest of us. But in, in here there's some of us that have heard this and really it means something. And, and whatever it is that each one of us take out of here, I pray that your Holy Spirit would work in that, that this week we would remember altitude and attitude, and that the way that we affect our attitude is with gratitude. We affect it with blessing and the feeling of being blessed to even know that we have a conflict in our life. Lord, would you press upon a heart right now that the conflict in their life is a blessing? It's a blessing because without the conflict, how can we ever find our way out? So Lord, just Thank you for the conflict. Thank you for the vision of holes in our hedges and that you can come in and you can plant a new shrub and you can fill that hole instantaneous. You're supernatural. We don't understand it. But Lord, we just pray right now that you would go before us and that you would definitely put hedge of protection around us. In Jesus' name, amen.